Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. I'm here with David McNeese. I'm Aaron Patterson. We are your host for this podcast, and we are continuing our study in Galatians chapter 5. And looking forward to this chapter, uh, we're getting closer to the end of Galatians. It's been a, a great and wonderful study. And so uh, we'll pick up there. Uh, David, you have anything you want to mention before we get started? Um, just remember the Friday devotionals are normally almost every Friday posted okay. on Facebook. Um, All right. Also, uh, check us out our Facebook at Coffee Break Bible Study. True, true. Um, be sure to like that. Um, yeah. Appreciate any likes we can get there. And oh, definitely. Um, just as a recap from last week, let's uh, think about you know we're talking about the two covenants, the one of bondage true. and the one of the one of freedom. And yeah. we're going to go more into that freedom this week as we get into chapter five. And there's going to be some interesting points. We're going to go through probably about verse. Uh, Thirteen, yeah, 12 verse 13. thirteen. Um, and you'll you'll see some interesting things that are brought out, and really the sharp rebuke that Paul's giving. True, definitely, and, and it's you have to keep in mind that the Bibles that we have today, what was written back then, we didn't have the the chapter division right. that we have and the verse divisions that we have today. Right. So it's almost continuing that same thought and, and oh it's definitely and, and getting more sharper here and there, coming there to a point and chapter divisions are less effective than others and this is one of those true definitely because you, you you're just talking about the bond woman he's going to continue that for a little bit and right and draw a conclusion on that right and so that's kind of continuing that same train of thought where right. we were uh, there in chapter five so right uh, it, it should be very interesting especially when we get to d- later on in this podcast, in this episode, some of the things that Paul brings out. Yeah, it's going to get a little... Uh, it's going to get a little heated. heated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and start reading. We'll All right. read those first, like, six verses. Okay. It says, uh, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, uh, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Wow. Yeah. Um, verse, uh, verse 4 there. Oh, you yours, did. I believe, read, Christ has made of no effect. And then, of course, you're reading from the King James. And my English standard, that reads, uh, you were severed from Christ, you were to be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Yeah. Wow. It, wow. And that's saying a lot of what, they, what, what we've read so far, how they wanted to go back to that law. If you're going back under it, look at what you're doing. You Maybe are severing yourself your from Christ. Yeah. Yeah, and and that would have been something that that probably would have woke them up. Paul is being very very strong in his rebuke there. That goes back to chapter one and two, right? Where it talks oh, it about does. another gospel. Yeah, not another gospel, but yeah. gospel that is perverted. True, definitely, definitely. To to say that circumcision is necessary for salvation, which it was quite the opposite. True, and in verse three, there kind of ties into that. if if uh, it says a testify again to every man that is circumcised. He is a debtor to the whole law. So if you're putting someone back under that law, he's got to follow that whole Old Testament law. Yes. 
Uh, and so are you really going to go back under that where you have to sacrifice animals again and keep all these uh, feasts and, and um, follow all those those different things? Oh, uh, man, there's just so many intricacies that oh, definitely. no man can follow and never did except for Jesus. True, and, and I, I heard it once. I, I don't know if it was you or, or one of the members here or, or Lee or one of them that said if, if there was one person that could completely keep that law, why did Christ come? You know, if, if, if one person could keep that law perfectly, why, why would we need Christ to come and, and have a new covenant? Uh, he wasn't only one man that could keep it perfectly. True. Nobody else could. Nobody else could. Uh, definitely. If it was possible, then yeah. you would need the new law. True. And Paul's going to bring that out here in just a little bit, too, uh, about that. Right. Uh, about that old law. And it's interesting. It says, uh, verse, he, he goes from that you've fallen from grace. Uh, it's very interesting that he brings out that uh, that entrance. Because you, you hear some people that, that bring up grace and say, well, that's all I need. Well, here we have some that, that have that grace uh, that, that came through Christ. To have redemption through him. Right. And they've turned away from it. They've fallen from it. So they're we, we can fall. Law. Yeah, they you can fall. And as Paul points out there in verse 6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love in Jesus Christ. True. So True. they're they're trying to do something other than Jesus. Yeah. For the for their salvation and for their comfort. True. And you know, we have that tendency today, don't we? Um, oh, we do. We, we tend to I know I'm guilty of it, we all are. Yeah. We bring other things into our lives to comfort us and to Try to make us feel better for our our problems and our oh yeah our um our hurts or whatever. Yeah. It's the only one that can really heal those hurts are Jesus. True, and, and and that's so true today. How many people would would turn to something else, right? Uh, or, or look to trying to fill that hole, but there's only one that can fill that hole. Yeah, I mean they. All right, how many people turn to money or or uh, sporting events or or the list could go on and on. Money, Fishing, hobbies, hobbies. Sexual exploits, whatever yeah. it may be, to try to fill that hole, but there's really only yeah. one thing that's going to fill that hole, and that's that's God and Jesus. True. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with finances, you think a lot of people always turn toward their money. If yeah. I have this amount of money, I'll be set. I'll be fine. I'll, money I'll doesn't matter a bit when you get sick, though. No. no. I mean, we think yeah. about the rich man um, who built bigger, built bigger barns, barns yep. and did him a bit of good. That's exactly where I was thinking because here he is saying, "Look, I have bigger barns. I have all these goods. Everything's gonna be good fine." No, nope. it's nice to be financially comfortable. Oh, definitely. But it's not gonna solve your problems. Yeah, and, and being financially comfortable that, that there's nothing wrong with that. No, but if that becomes our whole motive, if that becomes what our we God. focus on, or our God, uh, that's what we that becomes our law, so to speak. True. If that becomes what we're trying to to get seek over everything, even God, and that's True. where the problem begins. Exactly. Exactly. We we run from the truth. You know, Sunday uh, was more than past Sunday this time, but a few Sundays ago, yeah, I preached on um being too stressed to be blessed. True. And you know that kind of comes to mind only, and I said there were three things you could do to kind of fill the hole, and that's to pray, read, Indeed. and surround yourself with Christians. True. And that's the only way you're really gonna. Be satisfied and happy as if you're filling that hole with God and not with other things. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and how wonderful it is! You, you think of those things of, of uh, looking at what God gives us, reading His Word, the encouragement that comes from it, pray, a, a, the avenue of prayer that we take for granted so often that we can pray to our Heavenly Father and He will listen. 
uh, and know that he is there to comfort us and, uh, and answer those prayers for us. And then to be surrounded by, by those that are like-minded. Uh, how comforting it is when you see a brother or sister in Christ and, and, and they do comfort you. Right. And knowing that they're there to support you. And this is somewhat off subject, but going back to prayer, True. How, how often are we afraid to pray earnestly? Oh, we are all we the time. We try to hold it back and be official, and, but that's yeah. not what God wants. No, He wants it to he be genuine. He wants to pour out our hearts. He doesn't yeah. care about perfect words or perfect eloquence. Oh, definitely. He it cares is. about our hearts being poured yeah, out. I've heard people say you, when you pray, you have to use all the these, thous, ye's, yeas, no's, and all those, those, those elegant words. That's not what... That's the opposite of what Jesus wants. Christ wants to know... Have mercy upon me. Yeah. I'm a sinner. Yeah, true. Definitely a great example of that, looking back to that publican. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what he wants. He wants us to pour our hearts out, not not to be something that... Well, well even... Be he, heard for yeah. how many words. Well, even Christ pointed that out in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't be like the, 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 the hypocrites that stand on the corner with all these elegant words right. and, and say, look at how great I can, I can say a prayer. Uh, he wants to know truly what our needs are right and to hear from us right uh, and that, that that speaks volumes about us uh, and what we go through and, and I can contest the, the point there of having uh, a fellowship I mean the last couple of weeks my wife has been sick uh, and, and how wonderful it is you know taking having to take her to the doctor and, and calling a fellow member at one o'clock in the morning and knowing that they're going to be there to, to help me and, and support me take uh, take watch watch over my children while while I'm tending my wife right and, and I'm talking, I'm thinking of Lee Christian and, and his wife Nacy because we called them at one o'clock to take Cindy to the ER and they never hesitated I mean they said we'll be there and how blessed it is to have that relationship as a brother and sister in Christ to know I can lean on on them. And in the in the congregation here, how wonderful it is! Uh, we didn't have to ask for help. Next thing we know, we have people calling us saying, "Hey, we're bringing food. We're coming over. We're checking on you guys." Uh, it truly is a blessing to know you have that connection. Right. Uh, a Christian family that does that. Right. And it truly is a, a wonderful blessing. Absolutely. And, and encouraging uh, encouragement right. to those that that need that. Right. For sure. There's right, just a. That, that it's hard gap. to imagine filling that gap with anything else yeah. other than God, but that's that's kind of what they were trying to do here in Galatians. True. They were True. trying to fill that with the old law. True. And you can't fill that gap with the old law. That's not going to work because you're going to have to keep that whole old law. Yeah, true. And you're never going to be able to. True. I, I do have to point out that Captain D's that David brought over was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you had never had Captain D's. Nope, never had it, but it was good. Uh, moving on, kind of where we at, verse... Verse seven. All right, he's talked about work by faith, which worketh by love. It says you did run well. Uh, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? What stopped you? Well, you were doing so great. He says, "Look, you were you were heading in the right direction. You you were you were obeying the faith. What hindered you? What stopped and you? What what really points out to me that doesn't say there what it says who hindered or you? who yeah who who somebody stepped up and, and tried to throw the old law and tried to throw a wrench in the works like true. we've seen yeah true somebody was guilty of this true and it says this this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump you get that little bit of bad teaching in there oh, and yeah. it's going to ruin everything true. Um, 
quote, um, quoting Christ there a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> Christ said that, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. Le- a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. Right. Uh, and, uh, a little bit of that, that, that little spark. Look at what it's cost for. I think about the passage, and I think it's in the gospel for Lachman. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah. But where it says, you know, if a false teacher would come to you, don't even greet him. True. You know. Yeah. You have to. That if you let that, now I don't take that to mean a literal. I mean yeah. somewhat literal, but yeah, more of a don't let that teaching take root. True. Don't definitely. let that teaching ever begin. Yeah. If it's false, there's no need for it to be there in the first place. Definitely. Definitely. If it does take root, it, it spreads like wildfire. You think of a. I think of a garden in that sense because if you let one weed get root, guess what's going to come? Here comes more. Yep. And it, I think and about it gets the, overrun. The, the parable of the tares being sold oh, among the among the That's crops. a good one. Yeah. I mean. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, verse 10 there says, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whoever he be. Uh, again, pointing out someone's causing this. Someone's brought this up, and there's going to be a judgment for him. And I wonder if Paul knows who it is and is talking like this yeah. out of etiquette. or um, mm, he, he, Church discipline reasons, or if he didn't know, and he was just saying in general. He probably... I, I, I bet... I, you think of Paul... Paul was very smart. I bet he had an idea of who yeah. had this. He's almost kind of guilt tripping him. Yeah, uh, saying you know Whoever who you is. you know who you are. Right, you you know what you've done. Right, and you know the judgment, and you know the the punishment that's coming. Right, uh, and it may not. It may have been one or two people, and Paul may not have known. Right. I think he knew the group it was. Yeah, not he knew the specific individuals. True. Yeah, he he, he probably knew. Of, of the it. group. Well, we know he knows yeah. the group. It talks about the party, the circumcision, the book of Acts. Yeah. And yeah. There's definitely a group there that's doing this. But if he knows the exact individual, I, I know not. But yeah. I don't know if he knew the exact, excuse me, if he knew the exact individual. But I know that he yeah. has an idea. Which Paul probably has an idea. Probably not, he probably couldn't hit it right on, like hit a nail on the head on it. Because if he did, he, Paul is one that, that would, would not hold back any punches. He probably right. would have called him out. Right. Yeah, he's done that before. You look at right. some of the other names that he's called out and said, "Look, he's our demons left the faith and, and things that they did." This may not have been a person, you know, totally of the faith, though. True. This somebody that's trying to bring this into the faith. This may not have been someone Paul even acknowledged as a brother. True. True. It could be could be an outside source. Right. Uh, verse verse eleven says, "And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution?" Uh, then is the offense of the Christ of the cross ceased. I would they were even cut off, which trouble you. Uh, very powerful words there. So you gotta first. I want to look at that first verse you read there, uh, verse uh, verse eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Um, Paul's Paul's like saying, if I'm preaching circumcision, then why am I being persecuted? But I'm not preaching circumcision. Yeah. I'm preaching the cross. And if I was preaching circumcision, the cross would be no effect. True. I would not have that burden or that persecution of the cross. So he's not saying that he's preaching circumcision. He's saying, if I were, would I still be being persecuted like I am? Yeah, true. That's a good point to bring out. Paul, if if the cross, as he says there, if if the cross was of, of no offense, if the cross ceased... Why? Why is Paul out there journeying all this, spreading the gospel, right. speaking of Christ, if circumcision was still good? Right. 
uh, th- there's no point for what Paul and these other apostles are preaching right if that cross was null right if it was void good point why, why would he why would he not be pursing, per- preaching circumcision and then we get to one of my preferred rebukes in the entire New Testament uh, oh true um, there in uh, verse 12 um, mm-hmm. a better reading of this perhaps from the Greek from what I've been told is that I wish those who would unsettle you would emasculate themselves yeah He's basically saying, you want to cut off the foreskin, I wish they would just go ahead and chop the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. it's an insult. It's, oh, it is. It's straight up insult. Yeah. It, it, it's bringing out a good point. They they want to take it this far. Well, if they're going to go this far, just go the whole way, pretty much. You know. Yeah. And that, that goes back to the whole idea, if you're going to keep part of the law, keep hold of the law. True. He's just... At yeah. this point, he's frustrated. Oh, he is. You see that human side coming out a little bit. Of course, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but you see, he's written this letter, and the more he writes, the more fired up it gets, right? He, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Just imagine, I mean, obviously, he wasn't with a, with a keyboard, but imagine the day you're, you're typing something and you're angry. The, the, oh, yeah. You, you, you can hear Faster those keys start, yeah. just start stroking. Yeah, you, you could almost see the anger. You get right up in that screen. Yeah. You can see the anger in Paul when yeah. he's writing. Building. Yeah. And then. And it's, it's a matter that. You, you can tell that he's very passionate about it. Yeah. You can tell that it's something that's very concerning for him. He is worried about their souls. And as far as that rebuke goes, this is kind of the this is kind of the summit of that rebuke, right? Yeah, true. True. Goes, that, in verse chapter six, he starts warning them some more and giving them yeah advice and final warnings and benedictions. But here you see that that you, you see that, that whole thing that started in chapter one with that different gospel coming to a head. Yeah, it, it is kind of like a conclusion for like, for all that. Hmm. Yeah, because then, then he's going to kind of go and talk about some other things here, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, where they came from, and things like that, giving that, that kind of a benediction toward the and end of the And encouragement in some ways, what yeah. to avoid, what to take. True, and, and that was very Paul-like. He, he would introduce himself, he would encourage them at first. Jump. There wasn't a lot of encouragement. What, what it, but, a lot, but there was some. Yeah. Uh, but then he jumped. He jumped right into the problems. He goes through all these problems that they have, and then he comes back and says, "Hey, I still care for you. Right. I still love you. I, I'm still. I'm. I'm that concerned for you. Right. Uh, that that I would rebuke you in these areas and, right. and, and teach you in these areas. Uh, but but definitely he, he comes to a point there in verse twelve, and then kind of. Mm-hmm. It kind of tapers off and goes into something else. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it continues into verse thirteen there, and I'll read that. Okay, go ahead. For you were called to freedom. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but lo, for through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out; you are not consumed by one another. True. That's kind of the. He builds up. He builds up. He builds up. I wish there were those who would unsettle you would just emasculate themselves. Yeah. But you. You were called to freedom. Yeah. You were called to something else. True. This is where, you know, you kind of see that tone start to shift. Yeah. You were called to freedom, um, but do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Yeah. Don't be pulling each other down. Lift each other Instead, be helping one another. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about that in chapter 6, verse 1. True. But brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watching yourselves, lest you too also be tempted. Yeah. He, he builds up and he builds up and he says, but you're called to freedom, brothers. Yeah. You're called to something better. You've gotta, you really got to take advantage of that and not be pulling others down. True. Definitely. He builds up to it and then he kind of, okay, I've gotten that done. And he starts kind of calming down. And right. Saying, 
Let, let's. But this is what you're. And then he gives some different admonishments starting there. And yeah, true. The next section that we'll get to next week. Definitely, definitely. That that kind of concludes our our episode for today. Uh, so definitely a lot in there, a lot to unpack. Uh, very good po- portion of that letter where everything kind of builds up toward an ending ending there. Yeah, and I think if I was going to take anything away from this is to know that it's very dangerous to lead others down a bad path. It is, definitely. And Paul's there definitely rebuking somebody for what they've done and leading others astray. Right. Definitely. As always, remember, God loves you. We love you. We want the best for you. And we'll see you next time.